This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro. Hi, this is James Rain. Hi, this is Cameron Datto. Hi, this is Vic Ronger. Hey, this is the Pop Bellies. Hi, this is Roger Sanchez. Hi, this is Tina Cousins. Hey, what's up? This is Jack from Fun. Hi, this is Casey Donovan. Hi, uh, hello there. Hi, uh, this is Frank Woodley. This is Pete Evans from My Kitchen Rules. Hi, my name is Stephen K. Amos. Hey there, I'm Adam Lambert. Hi, this is Monique Martina. Hello, this is Zoe Badwe. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper, and if you just want to have fun, do you? Keep listening to Joy 94.9. Hello, I'm Peter Hitchener from Nine News. Joy. 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 G'day, I'm Barry Bissell, and you're listening to Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station, the mighty Joy 94.9. Joy. 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 Joy 94.9. to mama. Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good evening and welcome everyone. I'm Michelle Barber and you are listening to Stand Up Straight where we aim to provide a vehicle for the allied supporters to stand up for our GLB T&I community to encourage and create greater inclusion, share stories, give advice, create dialogue or introduce new ways of thinking but most importantly to facilitate change towards greater acceptance of our rainbow family in all its shapes and sizes Big, 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 happy, happy sixth birthday to Chris and Cam. Six years on air is uh, no mean feat. Uh, so congratulations to the boys and uh, for another great afternoon of music and uh, jocularity, I think we might say. And uh, f- there, there was mentions of jocks, was there? Yeah. Or jocularity? I think there was. Uh, and also to the informer, uh, bringing us news and events from around the world and locally. Uh, every Monday to Thursday from 6.30 to 7 and to the lovely Tim Lennox who doesn't often grace the Thursday night studio. So thank you, Tim, for reading the news. We've got Stephanie in the studio. Or Stephanie in the house. People laugh when I say that. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Thanks. Michelle. Thank you for coming in again tonight. And the equally lovely Clayton. This time with a functioning microphone. With a functioning <laughs> microphone. And... Um, 
Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for listening out there. Uh, if you want to participate in the conversation, which I'm quite sure you may want to do, send us a message at 0427JOY949. Send us an email on air at joy.org.au. So... Oh, I'd say probably about October and November of last year, we had two gorgeous, gorgeous young folks, Charlie and Emma from Headspace. They came in and thrilled us uh, with the... Uh, they were so young and passionate about life and equality and education. They were truly inspirational. I've been trying to get some folks back in from Headspace for a long time. And tonight we have the lovely Sarah, Sarah, Welcome to Stand Up Straight. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Have you been into Joy before? No, I, I can't believe it. I think I've been listening to Joy for maybe seven years and I'm only wow. 26. So when I was 19, I heard about it and just walking in here, it's it's amazing. It's totally different to what I expected. It's You can just really feel the love here. I'm so excited to be here. It is a really nice place. I'm wondering, how did you, do you remember how you first heard about Joy and um, my auntie actually told me about it. She said there's this fabulous radio station um, that just plays gay anthems all day. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's often the music that gets people in first up and then uh, people tend to fall in love with presenters and shows. And yeah. yeah. There's quite a few different stories. I was just going to say that, and you come into the studios and you decide to pick a gay anthem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we may or may not play very, very soon. Yes. So, um, Sarah, we've, uh, as I said, we've had uh, two of the, the, the guys in already from Headspace. And mental health is something that's, um, uh, is, is fairly important in my life. And, and talking about mental health, um, and I think the only way that we can be more comfortable about it is by talking about it. Personal stories advice and, and all ages are all sexualities all people all religions is that how you kind of feel about mental health in a general sense as well absolutely i think mental health uh is every everyone has a mental health just like everyone has a physical health and we have to look after both in our life um and so i definitely believe that the more we share the more we talk about it the more we discuss uh the more we can find similarities within our experiences and also tips within our experiences mm. as well because you never know who you're meeting who might be going through a similar struggle than you. They might have family going through a similar thing and they may know more or they may want to learn more. It's just I really am into sharing, especially when it comes to mental health issues. Mm. Sarah, in looking and doing a bit of research about you, I discovered that fantastic Headspace clip and obviously yeah. it was a series of those. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about putting that together. Yeah, that was actually uh, two days after I went to Mardi Gras and I marched in my first Mardi Gras. So I oh. still have glitter in my hair in this clip. <laughs> you I wouldn't have been glitter. I didn't see that. I didn't see the glitter. You wouldn't have been the only one. Uh, but it was great. It was so exciting. Like a film crew came to where I live and got to see like my art studio and everything. And I just discussed you know, my story when it comes to mental health, how I got through it, what has been really helpful for me and is still helpful for me in my everyday life. Uh, and it was just a really, it was a really exciting experience, but also daunting um, because part of me was like, do I really want to just put myself so out there? But then I thought, you know what, you've got to like practice what you preach, you know, like you've got to, you know, if you want people to share their story, you've got to share yours too. I just found the whole clip very compelling, you know, and very mm. easy to watch. I think they, they captured you very well, but it was the right length and great visuals 
and a great story. And I, you know, the, the next one popped up, and I thought I could sit here all evening and just mm. watch clips of you know yes. these headspace clips. So they've done a great job in telling the story. And as Michelle said, you know, it's oftentimes the stories yeah. that and draw people into an organisation like Headspace. And, and it was uplifting. I, I didn't, you know, um, quite often people's stories. And justifiably horrendous and sad, and I just, and having now met you, it, it, it seems like it's an uplifting experience for you at times to talk about your mental health because it maybe does it give you a sense of release or relief. I think um, I think talking about your experience, yeah, you're right. It can really give you a sense of release, but it also is a part of like just being honest with yourself and I'm really into being honest with yourself and you can check up the you can check those out on YouTube if you just google headspace stories you'll get mine and a whole bunch of other young people who are sharing their story with mental health issues how many other stories are there oh i would say off the top of my head maybe 7 Fantastic. Mm. And all different, uh, like, varieties of stories. I think that's the key. And I think this is where, you know, maybe it's me sounding old, but this is the beauty of technology, I think, is the fact that Mm. there's so much at our fingertips 24-7 and you can hear your story in someone. Uh, we're going to come back and chat to Sarah in a minute. We're going to play her song of choice. Do you remember what that is, Sarah? Like a Virgin by Madonna. Tell us very, very quickly, why my, Why do you love Madonna? Uh, because I grew up with my older brother who was gay and we just grew up listening to old Madonna anthems and watching her concerts and everything. So this is a great one. I love it. Well, sit back and enjoy. You're on Stand Up Straight on Joy.
be an ally. Talk it out. Educate yourself. Stand up straight on Joy 94.9. You have at the microphone Michelle, Stephanie Clayton and the lovely Sarah. And I dare say, would people describe you as bubbly? (laughs) (laughs) Is that one word they describe you as? On a good day. On a good day, because you you did enjoy that song uh, just then of Madonna. You were... Yes. And that's interesting that you use that word, Michelle, because in your bio, Sarah, or whoever wrote your bio, (laughs) you have described your background as culturally diverse and disadvantaged. Yeah. And then in one of your paintings that I've seen, you've written ethnic looking. Yeah. Tell us about that. That's a great word. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and, and... your your cultural heritage perhaps a little bit absolutely yeah so my mom actually migrated here from Italy she came over on a boat um I guess she is I don't know if we have an Australian dream but you could say that um we grew up quite poor like four kids in the house nothing um nothing you know no drugs no alcohol no um gambling problems just poor like (laughs) you know (laughs) just didn't happen um was that in Melbourne yeah, that okay. was in Melbourne, and um, I would say that, you know, my mum, being a strong woman, she really uh, pulled the family together, and she's quite a successful businesswoman now, so I'm very proud of her. Um, but yeah, it was, obviously, it was a difficult childhood. It wasn't one with a lot of things or a lot of family holidays or, you know, whatever it is, and, and I think the ethnic, when I yeah, one of my paintings, I say young female and ethnic looking, which is actually something that someone said to me. When they said, um, along the lines of, like, no one's going to listen to you because you're young, female, and ethnic looking. Ooh. And I was like, what? I didn't even realize I was ethnic looking. <laughs> <laughs> How to motivate you, know? you. That's a great way to motivate Yeah, you. well, that's exactly Ooh. it. I've definitely, I spring from the haters, as Kanye West says. Oh. So, um, yeah, definitely people who have said things like that have just given me more drive in life, for sure. You've um, got a gay brother. Yes. Has he been a bit of a catalyst for you having a bit of uh, that the, the equality angle or that um, being an ally, that kind of thing? Has that sort of – or do you think you may have been anyway? Um, absolutely. I would say definitely like growing up, like adoring my older brother who was gay and he was about 10 years older than me. So he was always like quite influential in my life. Um, my dad's best friend growing up was gay um, and I never really, the, I can't remember a time when I didn't know what gay was. Mm. And so I think I'm even more of an ally and I'm really passionate about equality because I, you know, I have worked in communities in the country where um, no one talks about being gay. No one's gay in the community. So how do you stay quiet in those situations? I would guess it's a bit of a struggle. I don't stay you quiet. Don't tell me. <laughs> so what do you do then? I stay you... respectful, but I don't mm. stay quiet, for sure. Um, I think it's really important just to normalise, like being gay, I grew up with being gay being normal. It mm. was absolutely normal as a part of life. You know, it's as different as liking the colour purple to liking the colour pink. Like, mm. um, so that's what I really try and bring out because I I do work with young people. I'm a community development artist, so I work with young kids who are really struggling with their sexuality. And so that's why I'm more of an ally because it's like, hey, I grew up with it being normal. It do, it, it can be normal. Like, it doesn't have to be this 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 thing. Talk about that working with young people. What is it that you're doing with young people in what sense? 
Uh, so I kind of go project to project. I've got a big passion for helping disengaged um, young people. Explain what that means. So they might have sure. dropped out of high school. Uh, they might have some, that could be due to like family problems, mental illness, uh, physical problems, but they're just not engaged in life. I guess you know they're not doing anything, and and so I really like to engage them through art. I'm mm. you know I'm an artist. I'm really passionate about the power of art. And how it can open up conversations. And I really believe that if you can create an artwork, you can start to create other things in your life. Well, um, so I really use that as a tool, especially around careers and things like that. And Sarah, I've looked at some of your artwork online and some of the very visual stuff, mm. but also some of the dance. So oh, you, yeah, cool. so you're you're you've got art <laughs> everywhere, really, haven't you? It's not it's just true. a visual yeah. medium for you, not just painting. Yeah. You're actually creating um, well, theatre as well, and dance. Yeah, I use. Um, it really depends on what issue or what. I actually started off as an activist as, from a young age. I was really passionate about... Um, Hang on, can I just... So, how old is this girl? <laughs> how old is she? she? In, in Sarah's bio, I read that she was 25 and then before she came, it just turned 26. Please don't tell me you're still 25. Please be 35. No, she's 26. I mean, yeah. it's extraordinary. The, the An activist. Do you remember the first thing you stood on your soapbox for? Um... <laughs> Starving kids in Africa. (laughs) But Africa has been an important part of your journey too, hasn't it? It has, absolutely. I remember just seeing this documentary when I was really young, like early high school, um, and just being like, what? You know, that's absolutely like, you know, just being where you're born can have such a big impact Mm -hmm. on your life. And I was like, I was born in Australia. I'm very, like, aware of my privilege of being born in this country um, you know, what can I do? And so, yeah, when I was 19, some friends started up an organisation called Mabuya, which did uh, dance and life skills training um, in South Africa, and I went over. What does yeah. Mabuya mean? It means bringing back what is lost. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a in beautiful Zulu. word? Yes. In Zulu. Yeah. yeah. And you were there for how long? Um, I was there for, I think, a month. Or oh, maybe a bit less than a month. And we um, we ran dance and life skills workshops and I, I learnt more than I taught. <laughs> well, the, the video clip that I saw where the um, kids were dancing to Believe was just extraordinary. The yeah. passion and the noise in the background mm. and the cheering, it was... Yeah. yeah, whenever I have a bad day, I just watch that and it just makes me so happy, like just seeing, you know, we had um, maybe 50 kids who, you know, we taught them more different dance styles and we also did uh you know life skills workshops and you know sexual health workshops and then we all came together and did this uh fantastic community dance and yeah just it was amazing and it's it's so heartwarming do you do you have the same discussions about mental health or or depression the black cloud and all of that stuff wherever you go do you find that there's you're able to talk about the same things just in either a different language or a different country is it still the same have those conversations absolutely I mean it's really important to be um to be respectful of people's cultures as well but uh we're all similar you know wherever you are in the world you'll meet young people who hate high school and who have mental health problems or who don't like carrots like we all (laughs) you know we all have similarities wherever I travel you know I I have traveled quite a lot in my um 
my short life so far and I've definitely seen so many similarities with people, you know, and I think that's a beautiful thing about travelling. Again, we're not going to harp on your age, although I think for uh, people that want to uh, get off their patoot and get inspired by you, uh, they should because you're doing a phenomenal a, a phenomenal thing in life. And there was a quote of yours, and oh, I really love this, and if, if I didn't know you, I would have thought it's some 60-, 70-year-old person that's got many, many, many grey hairs and life's experience. And you said, it's always important in life to be part of something bigger than yourself. It keeps you grounded in a way. Do what makes you feel good when you're driving home from work. Now, I, I read that today and I have to say, and I'm not having a good mental health day myself, and I read that and I got a bit teary Aww. because that's wise words and that's a whole way to live your life. Do you think, do you, do you feel that that's a big statement like I did? It's definitely something I connect to well. Um, I... I guess it's it's a part of uh, just, you know, all you're saying is, you know, I'm so young and all this stuff. Like, I probably wouldn't say something like that had I not have gone through hardships or times when I was in my car crying because I hated what I was doing with my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and the amazing people that I've met through uh, doing art or working in the mental health sector, uh, I think it's really important, yeah. In the Headspace clip, Sarah, you mentioned that it was when you came back from time spent in the States that, that the darkness kind of descended on you. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know if you figured it out yet, but probably, yeah, I did live in LA for two years and it was when I was kind of working as in film development and on TV shows, which seemed like so glamorous, but I would uh, probably drive home and cry in my car because <laughs> I hated it. Um, so, so when I did come back... And I didn't have, I kind of came back just knowing that wasn't what I did, what I wanted to do, but not knowing what it was that I did want to do. And I was young and I was just so confused and there was so much pressure to be successful and to be doing something. And Who from though? Things. From yourself internally or other people or you're not going to make it? I or? would say probably myself more than other people. But I think mm. a lot of people, like it's very easy for people to be like, oh, so what are you up to now? Or what are you going to do next? Um, without realising that that might be a really weighted question for so, someone. And a pressure question too, mm, I, absolutely. I would think. And perhaps too, having achieved so much yeah. in such a short space of time, the expectation from everyone else and yourself was mm. to continue achieving yeah. at that rate. But oftentimes it's good just to slow down and take a step back. and Totally, and reflect on like, okay, what, have I, what am I doing? What can I do better? What should I do next? <laughs> Do you think we don't reflect enough perhaps Mm. on what we have either achieved or what we're immersed in at the moment and think, you know, maybe I am doing some good. Maybe we don't don't reflect enough. Absolutely. And I think that we don't celebrate ourselves enough. Exactly. Absolutely. Or or, or appreciate things and give, you know, gratitude. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to be like... I'm freaking awesome. Sorry, I'm sure we should. Swear it, but yeah, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you um, can get away with that. Yeah. Or you know, this is awesome, and we're doing well. Or you know, and we don't say it to each other enough as well. You know, just getting out of bed and brushing your hair like deserves a high five some days. So. Especially if, if it is a struggle, and and mm. for for some people that getting out of bed is not possible. Yeah. And I, th- why don't we? I wonder why don't we praise ourselves. I don't know. We we're too afraid to look up ourselves or something. Mm. You know, it's this whole like we can't love ourselves, but it's so important. So, Sarah, you've obviously got triggers, and you know your triggers now. What mm. do you do? What What's the kindest thing you do for yourself when you feel 
like things are sort of spiralling a little bit out of control? Probably the kindest thing I do is just let myself be. (laughs) And so if I'm in bed and I can't get out of bed and I'm going through a depression, the best thing I can do is go, you're doing all right. Like instead of going oh, my God, you, you know, you're not getting out of bed, like you're wasting your day and there's all this stuff to do and you're doing this and, you know, all this stuff can make it so bad by just being and just being like, okay, I'm having a bad day, I'm going to lay in bed for a bit and then I'm going to get up and I might, you know, get myself a cup of tea or I might write in my journal, all these things that really help me feel better. Well, we've had, a, um, we've had a message come in from Stephen and we're going to uh, go for a break in a second. Hello, Stand Up Straighters. Loving the show and the inspiration, me- inspirational message for tonight. Lots of exclamation Aww. marks. Uh, keep it. up the awesomeness and breaking down the stigma. Communication is the key, which I think we've discovered. Love you guys, but love Michelle the most. Sorry. <laughs> That's actually from my husband. Love you too, Stephen. We are chatting with Sarah, you're on Stand Up Straight on Joy. You're listening to Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. She's my mum. We are joined with Sarah, who uh, perhaps we might say is inspirational. I think we will. I love talking to you. Don't you find... Now, I'm talking about yourself, Sarah, but do you find, Stephanie, that young people get a bad rap and then when we have these we have these amazing young people that come into the studio and Clayton you can be included in this conversation too no, but yeah. um but that uh, you I, it just reinstates the faith that i have for the future you I, know you know i couldn't agree more i was as i was doing my research on sarah you know we've had a whole week of really bad news yeah and I read this and I just thought, you know what, we've got young people like this who are going to make everything okay. And, and I, I felt hopeful. Yeah. I agree. And it, and I feel that for young people to want to make the world a better place means they've either noticed and seen what's wrong or what troubles them or what needs to change and to have the foresight to want to be part of a change or a better world. And I know that all sounds new agey, but I really believe that it's a special type of person that wants to see, that sees things and then wants to make things better do you do you feel have I made you blush Sarah oh dear <laughs> Does it take more yes that? you have um no well thank you thank you so much that's so sweet I'm so humbled how we that. feel so Headspace tell us um a little bit about what Headspace is and then we'll talk about your involvement with the organization awesome yeah so Headspace is Australia's uh, national youth mental health organization and we have about 94, 95 headspace centres around Australia and we provide mental health care, um, you know, to everyone aged uh, 12 to 25. And you have uh, drop-in centres, offices as well. Tell us a bit about those facilities. Yeah, so the headspace centres, you know, the 95 that we have, they are like drop-in centres where you can see... uh, you know, every centre is different and it and it really reflects the community that it's in. Mm-hmm. So it might have anything from doctors, GP, uh, GPs, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, sexual health nurses, um, drop-in art classes, uh, support groups. So there's, you know, um, uh, rainbow youth kind of support groups and, and there's all, you know, so much happening there. They're just fantastic um, supports for communi- communities. Because uh, one of your focuses is it says that for young people's voices and opinions to remain front and centre and I think that's mm. really important. So how do you capture what's needed within the community that you're in at the time? So depending on where you are in Australia, there's going to be different needs, I would assume. So how do you know what's needed 
in the community. Absolutely. So every single centre has a youth reference group. Um, they can range from five people to 50 people who are all living in the community that the Headspace Centre is in, age 15 to 25, and they really do um, steer the, the centre into different directions and they're really included in all aspects of the running of the centre. They might be included in uh, job interviews for the clinicians, they might be included in planning programs, um, some of them even get their own funding to run projects, they run support groups, you know, so much. Sarah, are all these people volunteers? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Again, groups of people that um, want to do something better. Absolutely, yeah. And When working with youth, it's important to remember that if you have them if they are disengaged if you actually engage them in conversation about what they want and what they need you're going to much more effectively re-engage them than if you just say here's what you need because they're listening to firstly it shows interest i'm I'm assuming Mm. the first Mm. thing if if you're interested in them surely you're going to get the conversation back and that's how you find your information yeah absolutely yeah what um is there a particular age group that frequent the your centres more? Would you say it's like your mid-teens? Is it younger or do you know It's really all ages. So I'm on High Energy, which is the National Youth Reference Group. And so every two years, Headspace hires 22 young people from across Australia. And we work nationally on campaigns and projects as well as with the local centres as well. So um, I do a lot of kind of creative stuff with, you know, advertising campaigns and creative Mm -hmm. marketing, um, information sheets, things like that. But I really see, you know, all ages access Headspace centres and it's fantastic. So what are some of the campaigns and projects that you're working on at the moment? Well, the most recent one is called The Big Stigma. And, yeah, yeah, so that came out of some research. Um, So just... You know, a bit of backstory, uh, 75% of mental health issues come out between the ages of 12 to 25, which is why Headspace um, facilitates that age group. Um, and so... 75%. I know, that's, 75% that is, that's amazing, it is, isn't, it? isn't it? So that's why it's Scary. really important to do early intervention, mm. which is what Headspace really focuses on. And we had some research come out. So one in four young people will experience a mental health issue in their life. And of those one in four, only one in four of that one in four will seek help. So a very small amount of people who actually have a mental health problem will seek the help they need. And that I know personally from my uh, experience that once I actually got help for my mental health issues, my life just totally turned around and went to like new leaps and bounds. Just also, if um, if you are not able to contact Headspace, there's also a uh, switchboard, which is 1800 184527 as well. Uh, and there's Lifeline 131114. So there's, there's services for everyone, mm. isn't there? And I know, I think the thing that I like about Headspace is it's so focused on that age group. By, and run by people primarily in that age group as well. So yeah. it's not like you walk in at 18 and you've got a 50-year-old mm. lady that's never had kids or something and couldn't comprehend or whatever. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, and Absolutely. just from our experience in meeting the three people that we've met from Headspace, they're all people that I would imagine people could relate to. I mean, you're all really yeah. engaging, friendly, you know, warm people. Mm. So, 
What yeah. else with the big stigma? What's the yeah? Um, so what we did? Word, so when when we kind of identified that you know there's a, there's this huge stigma that Australians have towards getting help towards um, helping out their mental health, uh, we built this massive big sculpture that was in Spencer Street Station for a week where people could actually come and pull a part of the sculpture apart. Uh, so the big sculpture oh. was the big stigma, like oh. how we've got the big pineapple. So it's really tactile. Oh, banana. Yes. Yeah. The so, so yeah, the big merino. Were you part of the design of that sculpture? I was a part of like the brainstorming and yeah, like the design and, and just feedback and things like that. And, and Isn't that amazing? That a cool idea. So do you yeah. think that it becomes a physical thing as well? Absolutely, because you could then take that piece away from you. And on the other side uh, of the piece, it had stories of people who had gone through mental health problems and how they sought help and things, you know, tips, etc. So you could actually take that part away. And, and breaking down the stigma was really, and taking that piece was you making a commitment that you're not going to hold a stigma towards mm. your own mental health and people's mental health around you. And what sort of interest did, did that garner, that, that statue? Was it something that was surrounded by people at all times? Was it, it a was big conversation piece? It was such an exciting week being mm. there. Uh, it was so many people coming through and because of Spencer Street Station you had train stations from the country coming mm. in. It was fantastic. A lot of like MPs and we got lots of like political support as well and you know celebrities from MTV and, and all that coming around and it was just absolutely buzzing and exciting and it was so exciting to then also see people go online and share their mental health mm. stories um, because they had seen the sculpture. And you can actually still go online. You can go to www.thebigstigma.com .com.au and virtually take off your own piece. Can you (laughs) describe what the stigma looked like? It kind of looks like Grug. Grug. (laughs) No, but it was like Grug. This uh, he was like this creature that um, I grew up with in books. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, it kind of just looked like this ugly, not like Grug, but it was uh, this big ugly kind of hut brown thing so it was kind of gross like it wasn't a pretty sculpture and I was like let's get this gross thing out of here let's tear it down let's let's take it away I don't know if this is the right word but it's almost like a celebration of the stigma that you can then tear apart so you've got to celebrate that it's there and it exists Mm. I don't know if it's not quite the right word but you acknowledge it and then you have to tear it down absolutely and that's how like you cannot get rid of your problems unless you acknowledge them first you know so it's Mm. all about acknowledging look we've got this problem we've got this stigma we've got people who are not well and they're not seeking help when it's you know they they can do it you know we have the services to help them so let's let's tear this down let's spread the word let's talk let's let's be open and yeah the big and stigma i'm just gonna in a few seconds pop through the big stigma onto the facebook page for stand up yes. straight which oh, you can find it looks it's fantastic it's a bit like an igloo like a, a layered igloo so it's not yes. white it's a, uh, you, yes a, a, a mud hut as also a yes. child of grug it does look like grug yeah, yeah totally. so. <laughs> so did you do you remember any particular stories out of that that stand out to you Oh gosh, so many. We did have, we had quite a few young girls come from the Albert Road Medical Clinic who were on day release, uh, which is a mental health facility. And it was just amazing talking to them as they were on their mental health journey to getting better and how they were taking their steps. And it was absolutely fantastic just to see them. Mm. That really warmed me. Do you find it humbling? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I just think it's great. Like the more we share, the better we will all be as a society. She's a smart girl, isn't she? You, uh, we're chatting with Sarah from Headspace. Uh, you're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. Hi, this is Adelaide, and you're listening to my mum, Stephanie and Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. 
It's really nice when we hear our kids. Both Stephanie and I, we have this look across the desk of, <laughs> gooey eyes. Yeah. It is gooey eyes. Um, being a gay radio station, GLBTI issues are uh, uh, forefront in most of our minds, I suppose, in some way, shape or form. So at Headspace, is there a specific program that is has been or is being developed or is there um, – how do you tackle, if you do, tackle any differently GLBTI mm. young people that come in? Yeah, well, every single centre strives to really inclu- be inclusive of the, um, the community and um, – <laughs> I think it's just really important to acknowledge that people from... I'm sorry, you say GLBTI, oh, don't you? L, I say LGBTIQ. Yeah, yeah we actually call it all sorts, our um, our Headspace group, our national Headspace group. <laughs> we call it all sorts. We, we, we came up with that name ourselves. and so and nice. um, That is a really nice... Isn't it nice? nice. Mm. Yeah. There's yeah. quite a lot out there now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody's more... using kind of different ones, but yeah. all sorts is great. Oh, yeah, really so great. we use that and we run, you know, we... Every centre will have different support. Um, you know, they might have support groups, they might have groups that run events or start things. Um, and it's just really important to acknowledge that people from the all sorts community do have a higher risk of having a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. And that's not because they're born with it or, or anything. It's because of the bullying and the family, I suppose, family school, pressure, yeah. you know, self-stigma as well that comes along with it. So I think it's really important that we all look after our friends and family who are that's from that community. Self-stigma. That's, mm. I've not heard that very often. Well, what definitely. Mean? I mean, you could have stress. You know, sometimes I mean, a lot of my friends who have come out, you know, they're so worried about what's going to happen. And when they do come out, it's a it's a positive experience mm. for them. But it's, it's the fear of, it's isn't it? It's that stress, it's mm. that fear, mm. it's the unknowing, and it's just mm. about really putting yourself out there. That can be really hard. If you linked back to that concept, you're probably more familiar with the self-hating Jew. Or the, <laughs> yeah, so like, overactive Yeah, it's gland. the same thing as self-hating gay. And yeah. They yeah. Sort of, yeah, it certainly is that stigma that you, you grow up with until you realise that it's actually okay to be you. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And I think it's really important that we... Um, everyone who has friends in the community and people in the community are, are more aware of mental health problems so that we can see it in our friends. Like as friends, we're normally the first to see mm. it. And we're normally the, the most influential as well in terms of helping our friends. And, and Sarah, I guess that relates to family as well. Mm. Um, and I, I ask that because you have a brother with mental health problems, I believe, and you you put together a very special project around that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So about seven years ago, my brother was diagnosed with schizophrenia, which is quite a severe mental health problem. And coming from a family who we weren't really quite aware of what mental health was and, you know, seven years ago wasn't really spoken about mm-hmm. as much, it really shocked the family and it really... Um, It's quite a serious illness as well. So six years later, um, I decided to kind of create a one-woman show about my experience having a brother who was so close to me who had schizophrenia um, and how it affected my family and my relationship with him. And I... um, Thanks to Australia Council of the Arts, I put that on at Crack Theatre Festival in Newcastle last year, and Mm. it um, it was actually a really amazing experience. I had people coming up to me afterwards being like... Uh, this is what my partner is going through. I had no idea what it was. Now I know and I can talk to him. Um, I had people say, you know, I had schizophrenia. And it was really great to see your show and see, you know, just to be able to reflect on my own experience. It was absolutely, it was a scary, scary thing to do. Um, But I'm really glad I did it. Why scary though? 
because of the content. It was so personal. Personal, yeah. So scary. And my brother's still not well. Like, Mm. you know, and it's not like I couldn't have this happy ending to my show of like, Mm. and now he's better and Mm. he's got a job and he's, you know, (laughs) got a good friend. And how did he see the performance? Did he? He hasn't seen it yet. I do still want to do it for him. He has listened to. So what I did is I interviewed my whole family and I used voice recordings from my family. And my brother, actually, he did the music to it. So um, he's worked on it in that, but he hasn't yet seen it and I really want to show it to him. So. Is that uh, your physical demeanour changed as you've, as you've talked about this and people can't see that obviously out there, but it's, it is, it's deeply personal to you, but it seems like it's something that you absolutely had to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think just talking about it, um, as we've been saying quite a bit, um, for years I didn't tell anyone what was happening to my brother. And a lot of people were like, you know, how's he going? You know, I haven't seen him around. Because, like, we were only two years apart. So he, mm. he was friends with my friends. And as soon as, like, you start to say it, because it was this kind of, it made me feel like, oh, have we failed as a family? Mm. Has my mum failed? You know, like, all yeah. these things that you feel with mental health, which, which are just societal pressures and not stigma, true yeah, the stigma you know, absolutely yeah. and so um it's something that is hard but I was like this is so hard that I need to share it because there's other people going through this and it wasn't until you know I would share a little bit and then someone would be like oh my you know my cousin or my brother or my mum mm-hmm. and like it's, it's so common and I think if we can share it more, we can then also start to improve the services as well. Be, yeah, that's, for that's interesting. So if we don't know what the problems are, you can't find a fix, can you? Really? Exactly. You don't, know yeah. how, you don't know what you've got to fix. Yeah, and if we're hiding these people and making them feel, you know, by not sharing, for example, my brother's illness, in a way I'm making him feel bad for having an illness. I'm not I'm not proud of him. You know, if he had cancer, I'd be like, my brother has cancer. Mm. I'm so proud mm. that he's getting through every day mm. And, mm. and he has, you know, he's getting help and all this stuff. So I think it's just really important that we do the same with mental health problems. If you have a physical problem, you can go to the doctor as many Mm. times as you want throughout a year. The system allows 10 visits a year for mental health. Mental health, health, I know. So there's a big cultural difference between what we can do with our physical health and our mental. Absolutely, yeah. But people, okay, it's, it's... if if you've got a broken arm, everyone goes, oh, you poor thing, don't worry, I'll help carry your bags, I'll open the car door for you, I'll dot, 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 dot. And people know how to... I think what it often is is people know how to respond. With mental health, people don't know how to respond. So when you say, I'm having a bad day, sometimes it might just be from someone... Oh look, don't worry. You leave leave work early, or you go do that. Mm. I'll take care of you. And for other people, it's oh yeah, get over. It. It's just a, you know, mm. it's just because it's cold and rainy and shitty day or whatever. People don't know how to react. They mm. know with a physical, yeah. or if you say someone's you know got a physical illness, mm. I think that's what it is. Absolutely. If you've got a cold, your friend might come over and make you soup, you know. But sometimes, you know, and that's where I was saying before, it's really important as friends that we educate ourselves to help our friends with mental health problems um, because we're the ones that could could make all the difference. Um, So I think it's really important to educate yourself, like do some online reading. Mm. You know, if you want, I highly suggest getting mental health first aid where you learn about different symptoms and how to treat them and how to help people in a crisis or whatever. So is this like um, a, a top 10 list scenario? I mean, is this something that anybody can access? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, mental health first aid, like St. John's does it right. and, and quite a few services do it. And um, it's just like getting your first aid 
you know, getting your physical first aid, you is can it, get your mental health first aid. Is great. any of this information on your website, on your head, Headspace website? We'll check. Should be, yeah. Or just Google mental health first aid in Melbourne um, or wherever you are in the world. Or the yeah. little techno nerd over in the corner. We'll pop it on the oh, Facebook page it. also. Awesome. Which you can find at Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9 if you Facebook search. Which you need to go and do, do because it. we've got all our previous shows and podcasts. What do you wish people Not so much knew? on Facebook, by the way. That's on the... Sh- oh, but that can still <laughs> find... Don't, don't just go to the Facebook. <laughs> I'm just trying not to confuse the audience. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you wish people knew about mental health? I wish people knew that just like your physical health could change any day, so could your mental health, and to not be prejudiced against people. And it's a part of life. It really is a part of life. Like, we're all going to get the cold, or we're all going to get a flu, or we're all going to get, you know, diabetes, cancer, you know, all of these things. And you know what? A mental health issue might come up in your life so just because you might be fine now doesn't mean that you need to be ignorant of it and I think it's really important to educate yourself yeah I 100% agree (laughs) we are going to come back with some more from Sarah and then we are going to wrap up the show very soon because we uh the hours God, just flown by, don't they? It? We always say this. <laughs> we need two hours, don't we? We do need two hours. I'll leave that uh, with you to discuss with James. <laughs> Click on the podcast tab via the new Joy website for the best of Joy. Joy.org.au. You are with uh, Michelle, Stephanie, Clayton, and Sarah from Headspace. Uh, learned a lot about the uh, lovely young lady, and who I think is quite an inspiration and. I think, oh, I'm going to get all new agey. We can all do something, and whether it's uh, with a community organisation, whether it's going and sitting with an old person in the street that doesn't have anyone, there's so many things that people can do, I know. Um, And it just, if nothing else, it just feels good too. Do you think? And is this part of what you, why you, (laughs) not necessarily the reason for, but... yeah. Any uh, musical theatre fans out there might know Avenue Q yes. and the song If You Help Others, You Can't Help Helping Yourself, which is very true. Very and true. here's another question for you. We've talked about, you know, communication and how important that is. But there's beautiful footage of you in the Headspace clip of kayaking <laughs> and, you know, sitting yeah. by this beautiful lake. <clears throat> what are some of the other things that you do personally to, yeah. to, to get through, you know, a dark day? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is Sarah's life by Sarah. Um, <laughs> I would say eating healthy and eating good food, like good food, like not saying go eat McDonald's, like eat, um, you know, fresh food that can include like go to a patisserie, but you know, veggies and everything. <laughs> um, sleeping well. Sleep is so important. Mm, Sleep is extremely important. I think allowing yourself to sleep and rest is so important. Uh, Exercising, doing what you love, having projects that, uh, you you know, really give you a purpose and um, just kind of doing, yeah, I think doing what you love is like the ultimate for me. I'm a big like follow your dreams person, like do your thing. And being kind to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You have Um, to be kind to yourself. Just, uh, this is about being kind to yourself as well. Stephen sent a message in saying that he's a romantic. He forgot to say when you go outside, have a look at the moon. That in itself, just something simple. Oh, yes, well, it is a beautiful full moon. moon. So thank you, Stephen. We will all be looking at the moon. For people that need help or resources, what should they do? 
Yeah, so how I sought help and how many people can seek help is by going to your GP and just having a chat with them um, and they could send you to a psychologist, a counsellor. Um, there's so many services out there now. So there's Headspace if you're between um, 12 and 25. There's Relationships Australia that can help you with relationship problems. Oh, there's just so much. And really just get those conversations going. Uh, go to Headspace's website and... And, yeah, just really have, um, you know, just take some time out to, to mm. see what you're going to do. VAC, sorry, VAC, I got told off the other day for that, <laughs> yeah. um, also have a free, first session free counselling service for GLBTI community. Awesome. And so if you want to head over to the VAC website, you'll find all the details. And for our, our all sorts, is that what you... Yeah, you, So even if they mm. rang Joy here, there is an, uh, somebody on the desk will be able to point you in the direction. There's lots of uh, resources and services as well um, that are available for the, our, our GLBTI family as well. Sarah, awesome. thank you. You are, to use the word, you're a joy <laughs> to have in the studio. You're an inspiration and keep doing the good stuff. You're doing an amazing oh, job. You're thank positive. Thank you so much, everyone. Go support uh, Headspace. Uh, up next is the Spirit Lounge at 8 and then the Bears uh, in the woods at 9 o'clock. Great uh, joy listening. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Clayton. Thank, thank you, you Sarah, again. Thank you. And thank you, Sarah. Oh, it's thank been a you pleasure. so much, yeah. everyone. You've been listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Night, Bye. everyone. Good night. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.